happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and we are back live this week as the unofficial start to the summer season is upon us. Now, I don't know when you guys actually tune into the show, but I'm listening to what comes on before the show, and they always play the disclaimer that the comments made on this show are not necessarily indicative of the Voice America Talk Radio Network or even me. Uh, I think, though, that maybe today that might be the exception. There may be some things that are said today that we may need a disclaimer for. Why is that? Well, it's because we're going to be talking about some of the what's hot and what's not storylines on your favorite soaps. I'll be taking your calls all hour to find out what you're digging and maybe which stories are digging themselves into a hole. Uh, be interesting to see what you guys have to say. If you'd like to share your thoughts, please give us a call on the call-in line. It's toll-free, 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight eight. You can also follow along on Twitter at Soap Central Live. I'll be tossing out some questions on Twitter to see what you guys and gals think, and I'll be reading some of those replies here on the air. Now, there is a lot to discuss because there's been a lot of discussion today about the Young and the Restlesses, Sharon and Victor, as a couple. So if you have thoughts on that, I'd love to hear what you have to say. I will say that so far, no one seems to like the pairing. So if you're out there listening and you do like Schichter, as they're being called, I definitely want you to call in. I want to put you on and find out what it is that you see that everybody else doesn't. Again, the toll-free number is 866-472-5788. Other topics that have been getting a lot of chatter are the so-called My Two Moms storyline on The Bold and the Beautiful Fans of the Days of Our Lives over there are talking about what they want to see from the show's re-reboot. There's a, a lot of suggestions. There's also some talk about the rumor that Eileen Davidson is going to be returning to the show. General Hospital fans welcomed a new Christina back to the show today. And there's also been a lot of interesting tweeting today about the Anthony Weekend at Bernie's Zakara storyline. So I also want to hear what you guys have to say about that. And something else that involves all soaps is the announcement that the daytime Emmy ceremony will be broadcast. That's right, if you didn't hear, the HLN network, which many of you may still know as Headline News, is going to be broadcasting the daytime Emmys this year on June 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It'll mark the first time that the show is being aired on cable. It's also the first time the show will be broadcast live to everybody in the U.S. Normally there's a tape delay and the West Coast gets to see it sort of later uh, when things have been edited out if need be. Well, not so this time. But if you want to get more information about that, how you can find out where HLN airs in your neck of the woods or to find out more about the daytime Emmys, head over to SoapCentral.com slash Emmys for the entire story. And we have a special guest, a co-pilot, if you will, for this week. He's the host of the popular Buzzworthy Radio podcast. He's got a lot of opinions on everything from the world of soaps to music to the crazy people that we encounter in our daily routine. Novell J. Lee, welcome to Soap Central Live. How are you? I'm good. good. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. It's good to be here. 
Well, thank you for being here. I know that you are in the state of New Jersey, and everybody from the Philly metropolitan area and in North Jersey, everybody's heading down to South Jersey to go to the beaches, to go to Atlantic City. Maybe they're going to check out Beyonce at the Revel Casino this weekend. Have you been able to avoid all of the crazy traffic yourself so far? I haven't even left the house. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. But, you know, sometimes I run into some traffic trying to get downstairs to the kitchen to get a, a drink for the show. You never know. I just push them out the way. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I, nothing will stop me from getting food. So I'm like, if you are in the midst of the fridge, no, you have to, you have to get out the way. All right, so let's get uh, a little bit of background, as we try to do every time someone drops by for their first official visit. Let's find out uh, how you got started watching soaps and sort of what was your your segue from being a fan of the soaps to wanting to be involved in the whole crazy world that is our soap opera community. It was actually, I was in preschool, and they brought the TV in, and we started flipping through channels. I guess they were trying to get to Looney Tunes or something. Unfortunately, <laughs> their finger stopped midway when it got to As the World Turns, As the World Turns was on. And I see this huge logo on the screen with the blue beams and everything. I, you know, it was my, that's probably why it's my all-time favorite opening sequence of the show. And it just stopped there. So it, it pretty much was like that was what got me into it, was seeing this logo of As the World Turns on my screen that got me into what this show was. And then my sister would start walking me home from school, and she would always start talking about, you should watch this show. Mainly it was the Young and Restless because she was all into the Lauren and Sheila storyline. So she started talking about this around me mm-hmm. and how Lauren and Sheila were and... David Kimball and Nina Webster. You know, it was just it was just word of mouth is pretty much how I got into soaps. My whole family watched it. And my grandma was an ABC girl. So she was an ABC person, but I then kind of switched the gears to CBS, so we got into CBS. So it was pretty much a whole family thing. My dad watched it, my mom watched it, everybody in the house watched it. So that's how I got into the world of soaps. And uh, I guess... How did I want to get into this medium? Uh, <laughs> Roger Newcomb probably probably got me into that. I blame him for that, for putting me into that. He 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 pretty much said that I have an opinion about everything that's going on with the soaps now. So I should, you know, why don't you make a podcast to do your opinions about soaps? You he had a thought about everything that's going on soaps right now. So I said, you know, why not? I give it a shot. I probably would not even be here for another week. But lo, lo and behold, here I am going on five years, and I can't I can't thank it enough. So, Roger, that's for you. Five years comes and goes awfully fast. Uh, I'm I'm looking to see, you know, five years ago we were I think almost still at the Kodak Theater uh, for the daytime Emmys, and it just seems uh, like the whole Kodak Theater thing of the Emmys was really just yesterday. So five years really does. Go by so quickly. I'm getting old by this conversation. <laughs> I'm getting old. It's, just, it's, it's sad, but you're right, though, because it's just, it's going by, it's going by so fast. Like, I can't believe that it's been five years since I've been doing this, and it's been 17 years for you doing uh, SoapCentral.com, and you just celebrated a year doing this show, if I'm not mistaken. 
It's more than that, but it feels like a year. It's, uh, it's what was started in 2010, so it's two years, you know, two and a half years, whatever. We had the big, uh, 100th episode back in December with Crystal Chappelle. There's been a lot of stuff. It just, it seems, uh, it just seems like really, it seems like yesterday. So I, I you never know. I, it's crazy. That, and we've seen a lot of stuff going on in the soaps and since we've been watching, I've been watching what? About 20, 20 years, 22 years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving my well, age away. Well, but, it's funny that you mentioned that you were hoping that they would put on Tiny Toons and you ended up on As the World Turns. It's, sometimes I do think that our soaps are, uh, and the characters on them are definitely tiny, toony, and all a little loony. Loony. Um, <laughs> more so than that. So let's, uh, let's just briefly, since we're just sort of throwing things off the top of my head here, who are some of your favorite looniest characters in the history of soap obviously i'm gonna say sheila is probably one of them sheila is one of them sheila is one of them janet from another planet was another one that i was very very in tune with i really did not know much about james stenbeck until years down the line but i would i would put him in that category and david kimball uh, the list could can go on and on if i'm not mistaken you, you know um heather weber i know we were talking about her Obviously, today, I, I love this woman. Robin Manson is a, is a godsend to General Hospital right now. And if you're listening, give her a contract. But my word doesn't mean anything. But, yeah, I would, I would probably say those four would be my main contenders. I might be missing some. You know, I think that more than anything that, I, that I've found, when I look at the characters that I think are maybe in the, the category that I would call my favorite characters, a lot of them have a tendency to be sort of cuckoo. Um, you know, I mean, you have your your Erica Canes and things like that. But even if you want to add a, a a Vicky Lord, I mean, she is a little was a little cuckoo with the whole dissociative identity disorder or split personalities or whatever you want to call it. I mean, she was a little cuckoo. You have Jenna from Another Planet, obviously a little cuckoo. Heather, obviously a little crazy. Sheila. I mean, all of these characters have something in common: is that they're maybe they do the things that we all want to do, but know that we can't without being thrown under the jail. <laughs> Don't you, have you ever, I mean, seriously, we watch these shows and we're going like, I wish I could do that without the being caught going to jail or anything. Like, I would so do this. I would so do I don't do know that. about that. Nobody well, said that. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody <laughs> said I want to have somebody off with a, by a, with a beehive or anything like that. Um <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. We're now the we're a little concerned about you by saying that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It's just like there's some antics on there. You look at it and go like, wow, can I can I can I do that? I mean, really? I would never probably would sit there and go like I would never want to face off with a bear somewhere. But you know, it's exciting. <laughs> well, we have someone on the line who maybe we can find out if there's anything that. She wishes she could have gotten away with it. She saw on the soap truck heading up to Massachusetts and taking a call from Bonnie. Bonnie, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, thanks, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. I've been, you know, watching soap for 22 years and um, everything else. Huge soap fan, as everybody knows. My question is for Crystal: um, What's your favorite character you ever played? We, uh, I think you're actually, you might be, we had her in December for the 100th episode. Crystal, unfortunately, isn't on the oh, show today. Oh, you said, um, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right, but we're going to put you on the spot because we were we were talking when you when you joined us about some things that have been done on the soaps mm-hmm. that maybe we couldn't get away with in the real world. What are some of the things, obviously you're a, a Crystal Chappelle fan, what are some of the things that maybe her characters over the year on the different soaps have done that mm, you're surprised she got away with? Well, she played a lot of good roles. And when <laughs> she, she did the role, no, seriously, I, she, she's phenomenal. But that, besides that, when she came out uh, with the lesbian role in Guiding Light, when she opened up. And or have you, if that was something that you liked on Guiding Light, have you followed her over to The Bold and the Beautiful? I did, and I was phenomenally happy that she got that role. So there have been some folks who who tuned in and they wanted to see a whole lot of Crystal Chappelle right from the start. And they're mm-hmm. sort of making it a, a gradual phase in for the character. What do you want to see from this storyline since there are, I would say, a lot of expectations that fans have? What right. are you looking for when this storyline plays out? I want to see more openness. I mean, I want to see more of the touchy-feely, the more on-hand stuff, you know, instead of, like, oh, my God, there's, like, the um, Bianca story, for instance, you know, she was opened. But I want to see more of that on TV. You want to see her have more affection with... Affection with, yes. Okay. And I heard the conversation um, in, talking about Looney Tunes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when I was in preschool... Oh, God, I'm old. Am I the only one who was uh, almost an adult when Tiny Toons was on the air? Wow. <laughs> no, I was an adult when Tiny Toons. I'm talking about another show called Whopper okay. Room. <laughs> he was trying to okay. put on Whopper Room one day, and guess what we ended up watching? Get in the uh, Restless. Yeah, in the Restless. Wow. Okay. Right. And I'm a huge Nick fan. I, I mean, I love all the characters on there. But my question is, on Get in the Restless, What's going to be going on um, with Nick? With Nick? Yeah. Uh, you want to fill that one, Dan? <laughs> well, I, I have a sense that maybe the reason this the question came up is because of the Sharon and Victor thing. There's a lot of people I saw, at least on Facebook, who feel that maybe Sharon should be with Nick instead of Victor. Is Is that... Where it's coming? I mean, is that part yeah, of the, is, the reason you're asking It's that? kind of awkward. She's dating the grandfather of her son. I'm trying to think. Has that that's maybe only ever been done on the Bold and the Beautiful? I can't exactly. think of another. Exactly, and it's kind of tied together, but still. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's been another soap where they've had someone. Well, technically, I suppose uh, on on my live? children when Erica was dating Ryan, technically. It's a grandmother, uh, even though we never said that. Um, you know, I, I think that there's there's a whole lot of, of change. There's a lot of flux at The Young and the Restless, and I, I suspect anyway that some of the things that are laid out on the show now may end up being changed as there's some fiddling and maybe some involvement behind the scenes. And I think that there will be that anything that we see now, I don't necessarily know that it's going to be the same and that it's going to be static. So I would suspect, particularly, uh, I mean, I'm looking at our at the SoapCentral.com Facebook page, which people can find at Facebook.com slash SoapCentral. There are, I posted this just, just a bit ago, there are 40-some comments already from people about the Sharon and Victor storyline, and no one likes it. 
I so don't. I would, ha- I would I have don't. to think that uh, I would have to think, Bonnie, that they're they're going to see that at some point, and they would, ha- I would imagine, slam the brakes on it. Well, yeah, but I think Sham was better off, in my opinion, on that show, was with Crazy Adam. Yeah, you know, I I just don't understand why there isn't much more of Adam on canvas. It seems, you know, the Michael Muni had said there was a big storyline coming up for his character come July. It's apparently been changed or sideburnered or completely dropped altogether. I um, did not know that. I'm not entirely sure why that is, but um, um let me let me give it to you, Bonnie, since you have a an opinion. Yep. I want to give you the last chance and last word before we let you go. What do you want to see? happened with Nick? Ooh. Well, I don't like Phyllis. I'm sorry to say that right now. But my favorite super couple on that show will always be Sharon and Nick. I kind of think, though, that they may wind up putting that as endgame from this Schichter relationship. I, I, I just, I'm hearing comments from it that it's most likely that that is the way that it's going to go, but don't take my word on it, but it, I could see it ending that way where those two are going to wind up getting back together somehow. Mm-hmm. I do, too, and I don't like um, Victoria and Billy at all. Really? At all? No, I do really? I think they're boring. Wow. That's the first I've really ever heard <laughs> I'm of that. I'm sorry. That's one, yeah, that is one of the, the one of the first. Oh, and that's lit up the phone lines, Bonnie. Now you've got, you've, you've <laughs> set up something. You, so got, you me, got us now. Me, you got in trouble now. You. I'm going to Bonnie. I'm going to take some of these other calls. Keep and you listening guys so have a great Memorial out. Day weekend. Thank you, you too. too. Yeah, bye-bye. Uh, apparently, there are a lot of people who have some opinions. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on on Facebook and, and Twitter as well. So if you have a thought about Billy and Victoria, please feel free to call in. It's 866-472-5788. Navelle, one of the things that we were talking about with going back and, and talking about Tiny Toons, we're going back way into the history, and certainly with Bonnie talking about Romper Room and the Doobie and Miss, oh gosh, I can't think of what her name was. But anyway, <laughs> one of the things that I've noticed from your timeline is that you do a lot of watching of old soap videos on YouTube. Has there ever been an episode that you've specifically been looking for that hasn't existed on YouTube? The... You know, it, it is. Um, the climax of the Doug Cummings storyline, when it was revealed that Marsha Talbot was the one that killed him. I've been dying to see that episode. I have been dying to find out what happens at the end. And nobody seems to have it. Nobody seems to have that, that climax of that storyline. It, it seems like it's something I can't even get my hands on. I, it's, it's a mission that I'm trying to complete, but to no avail, it's not happening. Sad thing. Here are some of the other uh, comments so far that we've gotten about Sharon and Victor. And we do have a a caller. As I said, we have some callers on the line. We're going to go to Scott in just a minute. Um, But here's one from Connie Wells who said that uh, either get someone, a male, meaning for for Sharon, or jump on the homosexual bandwagon and get Sharon a decent woman. So (laughs) uh, apparently, you know, there's a whole lot of of, uh, opinions here. Uh, let's see. We've got um, hate it. He's too old. And is there someone, anyone else in the Newman family Sharon can sleep with? That is from Donna Golden. We have uh, Dawn says yuck, yuck, yuck. And did I forget to say yuck? 
Um, no, so, I don't think I heard you the last. I didn't hear you. It as I yuck. mentioned, it, it does not seem that there is anyone out there who uh, approves of this pairing. So if you are someone out there that for some reason you want to talk about that you like Sharon and Victor, we'd love to hear from you. Certainly get the other side of the story. Again, the number is 866-472-5788. Let's go back to the phone lines and head to Wisconsin. And take a call from Scott. Scott, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey there, how are you? I'm good. How about hey, yourself? Scott. Good. I'm a big fan of Soap Central. You guys do a great job over there. I love your broadcast too. Thank you. Yeah, the uh, Victor Sharon. I wish I could tell you I'm that person supporting Victor and Sharon, <laughs> but I like the rest of the nation. Absolutely cannot stand the storyline. I have no idea what they were thinking. Can you tell me, really though? What were they thinking? Has there been any indication you've had what, while in any way they thought this was a good idea? Because I cannot come across one person that thinks this is a good idea. What were they thinking with this? Well, I, I don't want to speak for Novelle, but my opinion on that is sometimes I wonder, uh, and this is actually something that I discussed with our Bold and the Beautiful Two Scoops columnist, Mike, when I was chatting with him off the air yesterday in private, and we talked about some of the things that are going on in The Bold and the Beautiful, and I have to wonder if maybe Maria Bell didn't think, let's come up with something that will absolutely get everybody talking when they watch this show, whether they like it or not. Uh, one of the things it seems to be talking about is everybody has an opinion about Schichter. Uh, again, it's not necessarily positive, and unfortunately, uh, I, I see a lot of folks who are saying, at least in our Facebook timeline, that this was the, the last straw, that they're no longer going to watch The Young and the Restless anymore. I will say I heard that from all my children fans when Bianca came out, that they didn't want to see that and they wouldn't watch the show anymore, but they were still watching the show went off the air. Um, but, Novelle, I have to think that this is one of those things that it's on everyone's tongue, and maybe it accomplished the goal of at least getting The Young and the Restless out there and being talked about again. All press, yeah. all press, no, no matter how bad, yeah. And it, it, I, I will be honest. I have absolutely no idea what prompted them to bring this forth again. I actually did have one person in my timeline that actually is a fan of Victor and Sharon, and he's been a fan of them since they had that impromptu kiss back in two thousand and three. So mm-hmm. he was actually very, very, very into. Victor and Sharon, and he's actually enjoying what's going on right now. But um, I will admit, I will admit that was actually that was actually kind of good back then when that did happen. But I just don't see anything for it at this point. Like, what is the purpose of putting her with him? Is it because she ran out of men? Is that why? Because she's yeah. apparently been with everybody in Genoa City that she well, now has to go back to Victor. I mean, I just don't understand it. Or is she trying to be the next Nikki? Well, let me, if, if you have the ability, Novell, to uh, go and find this person and tell them to call into the show and explain why they think what they are, I'm going to chat with Scott for a minute. We need to get this person on the air. Scott, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing you and you're saying that you don't like it. You don't know what they were thinking. Um, I have a theory, though. I have a okay. theory, and I, heard, I read this somewhere. Tell me if you've heard the same thing, because this is an interesting theory for what they were thinking, and I still don't think it's a good enough excuse. <laughs> but maybe that their end game is they feel that Sharon and Adam works, and they're trying to get so many people so grossed out by this entire storyline that they'll get more people accepting Shadam 
could that possibly be it? Because other than that, I mean, I honestly think Chelsea and Adam are actually doing fantastic, and I, I never expected to be totally rooting for those two, but I think Chatham is actually almost even better than Chatham, and, Chatham, and I wasn't expecting that one. Well, Scott, I mean, so. that doesn't work for me either, too, because then you have someone who's saying, oh, hey, by the way, I just banged your dad, so will you welcome me back into your house? <laughs> that doesn't work at all. I know, I know. I mean, it's just, it just, oh, boy, I, I can't for the life of me fathom, because, I mean, it's universally, not just that they don't like it, it's despised, and that's not good buzz. You don't take the number one soap and then go, hey, let's come up with the most ridiculous storyline possible. Because Sherry Case is such an incredible actress. She's so talented. As you can see with the Cassie storyline, she deserves quality, not this. I mean, I, in my sleep, I could come up with something better than this storyline. Let me ask well, I'm going to ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nabil. Let me ask you this. Do you think that um, with this show, because, you know, I, I see a lot of people especially on Twitter, they, they showcase their opinions about how Maria Bell is not listening listening to the fans at all. What what would you have what would you have Sharon be doing right now that you would like to see her do outside of that spectrum of Victor and Sharon? Sure. What they should have had her do is become completely independent. Or she didn't need a man for once. They should have given her power, maybe somehow she ends up with some sort of power over the company for some accidental reason, like they they can want some sort of storyline where she's in charge of something over even Victor or something. So something really for you know something different, or maybe something where she has power over Nikki, where you know there's that type of conflict. But the whole you know Victor and her, it's just gross. You know, I just don't, I don't what I. And as far as the different love interests, they could have come up with pretty much anybody else on that show, and it would have been fine. I mean, I don't care who they are. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. But well, one of the things that I've noticed when we're talking about things that are driving YNR fans crazy, if it isn't the Schichter pairing, it's Daisy. They seem to be oh, the oh two. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'll Thank ask you. both of you, yes. which one is worse, Daisy or Schichter? We'll start off with you, Scott. I would have to say Schichter, and it's, it's a tough one, believe me, because Daisy is, certainly has a nails on the chalkboard effect where you, you really can't believe it's still on your, and there's so many, uh, 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 tell me if you agree, there's so much filler on this that they've added up on YNR. All these characters that we feel are kind of like, you know, we, we are supposed to like these people, and, you know, there's just these extra people that you know they could seriously get the cast down to the core nucleus of why we watch the show. Like, you know, the, I forgot the name of the, the, the one with the, you know, the, the singer and her father, the one that was on in there forever. Oh, Angelina. Angelina. Yeah, I guess, I'm sorry, because I know some people were fans. I actually could not stand that. That made no sense. Well, that was actually voted the least favorite storyline of 2011 in the SurfCentral.com dankies, so apparently not that many. Yes, it's that type of, like, like, like when when the audience is not reacting well to it, they should just listen. Because, I mean, there's so many quality reasons why we tune into that show each day. There's, there's you know, at least ten characters that we look for, and they have enough storyline for all of them that it works. I mean, Chelsea, I think, has done a fantastic job. Melissa Claire Egan is an incredible actress. And I, I really admire the charm that she's added to that character. Her chemistry with my community is, I think, fantastic. Do you agree? I do. I do agree with you on, on that. I, and I actually, I actually have to disagree with Dan there. I actually like Chelsea and Adam together as well. Uh, but 
YNR has always been synonymous for using its veteran actors on a very consistent basis. You know, that's one of the things that's always been recognizable for this show. I'm not really a huge fan of always bringing in new people into the show, and it has a, it has such a big cast as it is. I I think it needs to be trimmed down, and it needs to get back to the basics. It needs to have the it needs to have the characters um, that is YNR. I mean, you got rid of Eileen Davidson. How do you get rid of Ashley Abbott twice? Oh, twice. I know. That one, that one is just beyond. The only thing I can think of is that it's Sony and they want her back on Dave. That's, that's what I think that's, it really is. I agree because with you. she's needed on Dave. They, they, okay. That would be a big addition that. to that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what that's about. Totally. Well, uh, we are at our time where we need to take a quick break here. So, Scott, I want to thank you for calling in. I appreciate oh, your yeah, thoughts. Oh, yeah, great to talk to you. Everybody stay tuned. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just about two minutes or so for more of Soap Central Live. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Our search for a Schichter fan continues here on Soap Central Live. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Dan Kroll. I'm joined this week by buzzworthy radio host, Novell J. Lee. Novell, welcome back. Hello. Okay, so we were talking a little bit about some stuff during the break, but 
one of the things that I want to talk about since I somehow have missed out on on all of the craziness and the 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 swell of excitement I've never seen an episode of Revenge. Oh gosh. So I'd like to know since there are so many people who like Revenge, what is it that I've missed? What do I need to be doing during the summer to catch up on this? Just give me the whole shebang, give me the sale. Okay. Wow. Well, first of all, it's a soap opera. That's the prime thing that I need to emphasize to everybody. It's soap. It's a prime time soap. It, it, it's, I know they, they always say it's like it, it references to the Count of Monte Cristo. But if you watch it, it'll take you back to the 80s with like the dynasties because of the, the Hamptons. You know, it's this rich, powerful family. And they're pretty shady. Everybody in the Hamptons has secrets. And what, what better way to kick off a soap in the prime time if everybody in the, in the cast has a secret? It's about a girl who is seeking revenge on the Grayson family because of what they did to her father. They, they implicated him in something that he was um, falsely accused of, and he was sent to prison, and he was killed in prison. Ooh. And we basically find out throughout the course of the season little by little, exactly how the Graysons became involved with her father. We find out that uh, the Grayson matriarch, Victoria, played by Madeline Stowe, was involved with her father at the time. And we later find out that the patriarch, played by Henry Journey, Conrad, had him killed in prison. That's towards the end of the season. But she's trying every which way to get revenge on this family. Hell, she gets involved with the, with the son, Gets involved with the son, played by Josh Bowman, and tries to marry him. But it's it's just it's just so intense. It's it's very it's very riveting. There's a lot of bumps along the way with her quote unquote sidekick Nolan Ross, by, uh, played by Gabriel Mann, and uh, you know it, it's just it's just it's just something that is very addicting that you don't have in the prime time anymore that people can talk about on a consistent basis. When was the last time you ever watched a prime time soap that you wanted to talk about day in and day out? Ringer. Uh, I wanted to watch Ringer, and I'm upset that it was canceled. It was one of my favorite shows. I got other people who don't even like those type of shows watching, I and loved then they take the Ringer. show. I loved Ringer. I was a huge fan of that show. And I will say that's my Sarah Michelle Geller bias, and it was a damn good show. I cannot believe that was not picked up for a season two. I was satisfied with the finale. I will admit to that, but I really, really am sending, and it's not going to be back for the next season. And you don't like Scandal? I don't. Uh, I really, I, I really don't. The first episode to me was pretty much. Hey everybody, how are you today? We're going to go to something. It was like one of those, the, the, the disclaimer at the end of a car sale ad. It was so fast. It was so quick. I didn't care. I didn't know who the people were. And then I find out, oh, you know, she's having sex with the president. Woohoo. Who hasn't had sex with the president? Show of hands. <laughs> well, I, you know, have you ever watched the Cosby show and they, and that Vanessa's friend was the fast talker? Yes. That girl. That's who they reminded me of when I first watched the pilot. I was like, I'm, am I watching the Cosby show? Am I watching this right now? I, I was not sold on the pilot, but I, I will admit that episodes down the line I did get intrigued by. But, yeah, it was very hard to get into the first show because it was just so fast. I have no idea who this person was or what they were trying to accomplish or what they were trying to do. I, I just didn't get it. But I, I gave it a try, and lo and behold, I kind of got sucked into it. I guess that's how it works. But 
Mm-hmm. You don't like Scandal. It's okay. I, I don't, and I wanted to because I do like Shonda Rhimes' work. Uh, as I said on Twitter, I also like her cousin Busta Rhymes. <laughs> uh, but it just it didn't move me. And I will also say, and I don't know if this has anything to do with maybe some attention being diverted to Scandal. I was also wholly unsatisfied with the season finale of Grey's Anatomy. Didn't move me. It I was, didn't it watch was, it. I didn't it was watch very, it. I- corny to me i i didn't care i mean there was one part someone passed away i'm not going to say it in case people still haven't caught up on their tivo someone did die wasn't who i expected i was kind of disappointed a little angry uh, but the rest of the show whatever didn't care very disappointed i don't like to feel that way i like to, to feel something i don't like indifference indifference to me is worse than hating or liking something I was told, I was told because of how fanboyish I am about revenge that if it was a person I'd marry it, I so would. I'd slip a ring on that finger. It's just, it's just, it's just my, it's just my addiction. I, and I saw tweets coming in on the finale going like, it was so predictable. I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was gonna happen. I did too. But I was still excited to see it. It was just the way that it was played out. Especially if you have a good, a good cast who are great actors that are able to pull it off. Oh, absolutely. Of course I'm going to be enthralled by it. Heading back to Twitter, we have a comment from Matthew who says, Look, Sharon Newman has seen more peni than a urologist. Uh, that's his opinion. We are we're okay. just, we're just reading the tweets. We do not necessarily <laughs> endorse uh, or otherwise uh, uh, condone any sort of the craziness, but we do love our friends on Twitter. Um, one of the things that I also love, you mentioned having been doing Substantial.com for 17 years now, one of the things that I love every year is the start of daytime Emmy season. And it, I guess, officially started a while ago with the prenoms being announced. Um, but we have the, we have the nominations out. Uh, Substantial.com released the official list of reels and the clips. Find out what people submitted to be um, judged on to be voted for for the Emmys. You can find those clips, everybody, over at soapcentral.com slash Emmys. You can go check those out, find out what everybody submitted, go back and read recaps to sort of refresh your, your memory about what happened on that particular episode. Everything is there. Um, but Novelli, I mean, you get to, you've been going to the Emmys for a bit as well. What do you, when do you start to get Emmy fever when how close do we get to the event before you know you're sort of running around going wee Emmys the day before really <laughs> just the day before I'm already I'm I've got Emmy fever I've got uh, yeah I mean I'm looking for some sort of Emmy Tylenol to bring down the Emmy fever I, I love the Emmy season it's I'm I'm like you know I, I'm I'm very I'm very lax until the day before and then I start getting nervous. You know, I, I, I wear the same thing every year except a new shirt and tie, and then it's just... And like, underwear. Have you talked to Daniel Goddard lately? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, we don't want people out there thinking that you don't, that you wear the same socks. I mean, that would be just kind of crazy. No, that's... Uh, no, I, for those of you that don't know, I don't, I swear. But I, I it's just that... As soon as the day before hits at the daytime Emmys, then I'm, I'm breaking sweat. I'm going in my mind, oh, my gosh, who am I going to see? Who am I going to talk to? What am I going to say? What are they going to wear? You know, it's just, I, I'm just, I'm, that's, that's pretty much my M.O., and, and that happens all, all the time. And then that one instance when I have that first person on the carpet, I'm sweating. I'm sweating so much. You can see it perfusing outside of my suit. 
Well, in fairness, though, every time that they have the Emmys somewhere, it also seems like it's 112 degrees. So I don't know that, you know, the weather doesn't have some bit of say in the fact that you're sweating like a crazy person. <laughs> like a hooker in church. Is that the expression? Uh, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard that before. Uh, but yeah, I, I could say that. Well, the last two years it was in Las Vegas and we Speaking were right of hookers. Un- <laughs> nice segue, right? And we were right underneath all of those hot, bright lights. And with those suits on, with the ties and all of that stuff. And of course, I'm wearing my hat. So imagine what that's going on. That's a triple effect right there. No wonder I was sweating like, like, something in heat so yeah i'm excited that it's back in los angeles and at the at the beverly hilton this year i actually did not even think it was going to get televised at all you know i suspected that it would be broadcast somewhere i i didn't think that this year they would allow it to not be broadcast just because of all my children one life to live having gone off the air i think now maybe next year could be an entirely different ball of wax but mentioning going back to los angeles Uh, Of course, it was at the Kodak Theater for a couple of years, and it went to the Orpheum in the middle of nowhere in in downtown Los Angeles. But one of the things that I remember since we're talking about the heat is that one year it was, well, I think all of the years that it was at the Kodak, it was so hot that literally as people were passing out on the red carpet because they were so hot, and it was it's such a gauntlet. It's only maybe, maybe a block or so from the start of the red carpet to where you can go into the venue that's holding the, the daytime Emmy ceremony. But... I mean, you had people who were passing out. I remember John Ingle, really? General Hospital. He he'd passed out. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he had to be taken to the hospital for observation. Betty White was also one year uh, overcome, where she needed to go in and, and cool off because it's. And when you're talking, we had a thermometer, sort of like they, you know, when they have a heat wave, all the news people are out and right, they want to right. tell you how warm it is. We had a thermometer on the concrete outside the Kodak Theater. It was over 120 degrees. So it literally was probably hot enough to fry an egg. We didn't do that, but we did have the, the thermometer. You tried to fry an egg outside in heat. It didn't work out so well, sir. That's right. There is, in fact, everybody, there is a YouTube video of me trying to cook an egg on the roof of the SoapCentral.com offices here. I'll post the link on, on Twitter for that. You can all check that out. Uh, I also did make s'mores, which turned out a lot better. So, so far, I'm successful with s'mores, making tea in the dishwasher, and that's about <laughs> it. That's, that's about the extent of my... Uh, outdoor cooking and, and craziness, but let's let's wind it back to the Emmys again, and let's sure. try to. Uh, are there any categories that you feel strongly about in terms of you just know who's going to win? That I know will take well, it home. Well, yeah, I mean, not really know, but you know, sort of. My fingers are doing air quotes that you just know they're going to win. Does that clarify? <laughs> Does that clarify? Yeah, what I mean? little, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Um, no, not really. I, except probably the younger actor and actress category is the only two categories where I'm dead on set that I believe that Chandler Massey will take it home, and that's about it. If I, I mean, I I saw Crystal Khalil's reel, and I was very happy she submitted the episodes that she did. And if she doesn't get the Emmy for that performance, I, I'm I don't know what to think. I mean, that was probably some of her best work. So. Well, here's the here's the thing about the younger actress category, um, you know, 
it's so close. Everyone who was nominated, and I, I said this, and folks will see when we post the official predictions on SoapCentral.com coming up in the, the next week or so. I really think that any of the four actresses, whether it be Crystal Khalil, whether it be uh, Molly Burnett, Shelley Hennig, or uh, Jacqueline McInnes Wood, either of the four, based upon the episodes that they submitted, could win, should win. Maybe they should just come up with four Emmys and just call it a, a wash and just say everybody was fine. They can also, if you guys want to find out what some of my other predictions are, this year I've been invited to be a part of the big Gold Derby prediction pool. You can go to goldderby.com. It's myself and some other so-called expert pundits from the soap world, and we're picking who's winning, and there's even a little bit of Vegas aspect where you can wager points to see who you think is going to win and who you think is a, is a shoe in We also created a SoapCentral.com league. I'll post the link for that so you guys can join us. You can place your wagers. It doesn't cost anything. There's sort of free points that they give you um, to wager, and you can place some here, place some there, and at the end of the day, somebody wins. I don't think there's any prizes. Uh, oh, so it's not like Final league. Fantasy. Well, no, and see, one of the things that you don't know, Novell, because you're more of a, a newcomer, you're a young and a whippersnapper in the, the world of backstage of the daytime Emmys. When I first went back in 1821, <laughs> uh, we had a backstage Emmy pool. I'm sure that we could probably all go to jail now, although I think the statute of limitations has expired. Everybody would put a dollar into a pot. Uh, or a hat or something, and we'd fill out who we thought was going to win, and at the end of the ceremony, whoever was most right would win the pot. So, you know, somebody would go home with maybe 50 bucks. There were also Oreos. People would make wagers with Oreos. Those days are gone now. Now we don't have any sort of behind-the-scenes, illegal, black market, baby-swapping, gambling on the Emmys. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of fun, and certainly this goldderby.com league, it'll be a lot of fun for people who really want to weigh in and think they know who's going to win. I think that so many of the categories, Novell, are so, so close. And I think uh, on our show right before the Daytime Emmys, that'll be the Friday, June 22nd show, we're going to do an entire hour with some experts here. We'll be talking about who are the predictions and hear why everybody thinks they're voting the way they are. And it'll be a lot of fun for everybody to hear. It's our big Emmy preview show on June 22nd, the day before the Emmys. Do it every year. It's sort of a lot of fun. But for me, I'll give a little preview. The only category that I think may be an absolute shoe-in. Okay, so maybe there's two. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to discuss. (laughs) I'll say the lead actor category. I really, really, really do believe that Tony Geary is going to win his... What is it? Seventh, seventh daytime Emmy yeah. nomination. It it isn't that the other nominees in the category were not worthy or weren't good. Um, I just think it's one of those things. And, and Tony Geary did not even submit the episode that I thought he would submit. Everybody out there probably is in the same boat and thinking that he submitted the intervention story. The intervention one. Yeah, that was the, he didn't submit that. That was not what he submitted. Really. He did not. If you want to know what he did submit, you have to go over to SoapCentral.com slash Emmys, and you can click on the Reels section and find out what everybody submitted. But, no, I was really blown away because it was – if you remember last year, even though the, the episode aired a year earlier, Jonathan Jackson submitted the episode where Lucky confronted Nicholas and Elizabeth over their affair, and everybody right. knew that the moment that episode aired that that was going to be his Emmy reel and that he would win an Emmy, and sure enough, everybody was right. Now, imagine if he hadn't submitted that episode. You would have been like, what? Wait, what's going on? Uh, that's how I feel about 
Tony Geary's submission. I really expected it to be the intervention storyline. However, if you're a big fan of that episode, which I was and thought it was great, General Hospital did use that as one of the two uh, submissions for the outstanding drama series. So that's one of the two that are being considered for that. But I think it's, it's the only one. The only other two that I see possibly fiddling around in there, I think Darnell Williams did a great job on All My Children is Jesse. He submitted the episode where Jesse delivered Angie's, or their baby, Angie's baby, and the baby was stillborn, which is, was an amazing episode. And also John McCook from The Bold and the Beautiful submitted the episode where uh, Eric wants to have a romantic evening with Stephanie, and she pulls away, feeling that after her cancer treatments, that she's no longer attractive, that she's no longer wanting to be intimate. Those are the three that really stood out for me. I wasn't, I wasn't really moved by Maurice Bernard's. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what Maurice Bernard was thinking. It, it wasn't his his example of what I thought his best work was for the episode uh, or for the year. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just my opinion. But for me, I, I was more captivated by uh, Vanessa Marcel in that particular episode. Yeah, oh, it is okay. what it is. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to check those out. I haven't got to see the, all the reels yet except just the younger the younger shots. But, yeah, I have to check those out. And what do you think about the fact that it's airing on HLN? You know, well, I, well, uh, I, you know I don't know. Here's my thing. Uh, something is better than nothing. Certainly the fans of daytime deserve to have this ceremony broadcast. Uh, you know, there, there have been some issues over the past couple of years where people felt that maybe the ceremony was more of an infomercial. And to some extent, it sort of had to be because there had to be a way to monetize the show. And if there weren't for those advertorials, the ceremonies probably wouldn't have been on television. And I think right. at the right. end of the day, I would rather see something than nothing. nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, do you, off the top of your head, do you know what channel HLN airs on in your area? I have direct no. TV, so it's 200-something. Uh, it's like 200 and... See, that's... 203, that's, something like that. That's the problem. A lot of people don't know where it is. So, again, uh, because I want to make sure that people are able to watch the ceremony, uh, I worked with HLN to make sure that they had something up there where fans could go and find out where they can find HLN on their cable provider in their area. So head over to SoapCentral.com slash Emmys and click on the HLN story. And in there, there is a link to find out where HLN airs in your particular area. I mean, I know that I have it here in, in the greater Philadelphia area. I have no idea what number it is. Uh, I had to look it up. I mean, I'm speaking before I, I did the number search, but had no idea and ironically the day that the episode or that the ceremony was announced it was going to be on the air i turned on my television and tivo had decided it was going to record something on hln so the channel was on my tv when i turned it on i had no idea what number it was it was sort of a weird kismet sort of sort of thing um I see that we're running out of time, so let me give you a, one last chance. What are some of the things that you like most about going to the Daytime Emmy ceremony? Just seeing everybody, you know, all all coming together, celebrating daytime as a, as a whole. You know, everybody wants to celebrate each other, and, it, and it's just always a fun time. I get to... I get to see people who I've been a fan of for so many years, and plus those that are in the industry that have been doing this a long time. You know, I get to I get to see them, and I get to see them work in action as well. So it's kind of like everybody that's in this daytime industry 
whether it is an actor and an actress, whether it is a crew member, whether it's those that work behind the scenes, like you or anybody else, you know, it's, that's, that's pretty much the exciting thing for me, and I, I think that's pretty cool. I like it. Was there anything about going to the ceremony that surprised you? <laughs> um, not really, no. I, 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 will, I will admit, nothing really, nothing really surprises me anymore. Um, probably it surprised me that I actually got to go. I think that's more of the hindsight of it, so... Yeah, I, I remember the first year that I, I, mean, I was, I think, the first online site to ever be admitted to any of the Emmy telecasts so, or backstage press room. So I remember when I got the approval, again, back in 1591, that it was a big deal. I remember jumping up and down in excitement because here it was, you know, a little lowly online presence in... Gosh, I really don't remember what year it was. It was like 14 years ago. Uh, it was a big deal, and I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, we are – I see we, we've got the clock. We've got flashing lights. It's, I feel like I'm giving the Emmy acceptance speech, and I'm being told to wind down. You have a very wonderful guest coming up on Buzzworthy Radio. Just after our show airs, you have Alina Adams, who's been here a couple of times. What can folks expect from the interview? We're we're going to talk about um, the ebook Soap Opera 451, uh, um, her going behind the scenes and getting to talk with everybody about their favorite moments on the, the soaps, whether it is past, present, and what it what it means to them. Why why does this scene connect with the fans that have watched these soap operas for so many years? So we're gonna we're gonna get to chat with her about that as well. And then we also have Miss Laura Lee Bell from The Young and the Restless, who I will always refer to as Cricket Blair. <laughs> and uh, we, get to, we get to sit down and we got to chat about um, her returning to the show and working alongside, alongside Michael Damien again. And she's going to be in Genoa City for the next couple of months. So. Well, Novella, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to chat with us today. This was fun. I had a, I had a blast. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. And as promised, I'll pop up on your show when folks least expect it. I also want to thank everybody else out there who called in to be a part of today's show or who responded to us on Twitter at Soap Central Live or responded to our questions on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Soap Central. If you missed any part of today's show or you want to listen to it again, be sure to head over to our official Soap Central Live homepage at SoapCentral.com slash radio. There's over 120 episodes for you guys to listen to. You can download them. You can do a whole bunch of different stuff with them. It's absolutely free. There's some great interviews with your favorite daytime stars. So, again, if you've missed anything, want to hear it again, that's where you need to go. It's completely free. There's also a free app that you can check out. So until next week, when we talk about more soap action, I'm Dan Kroll signing off on another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.